Because democracy basically means government by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. God told me this movie will write itself. Spread love, be wise, and let foolery fight itself. Cause it's a war going on outside. On the corner, it's a war. On your TV screen every morning, not the war. With the bombs and the helicopters swarming. But the war for your soul, that's what everyone's ignoring. It's a war going on. Yeah, it's a war going on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth Podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is October 27th, 2021. It's going to be episode 108. It's going to be called A Cornered Animal is the Most Dangerous. Thank you so much all for uh, being here. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, it's actually a nice day, and I'd like to apologize for a little bit of a hiatus that... Uh, I took it's because, you know, as you know, I'm trying to get a new job and everything. And on Wednesday of last week, I was uh, a couple things were sprung upon me once again because uh, certain people had certain things going on. And there was a death in a certain place uh, that somebody had somewhere. And so a certain agency was scrambling to help my agency uh, do some things. And, uh, and so. A lot of that stuff got pushed off on me because it's stuff that I had to do anyway. But uh, I just had to do it in a smaller time frame now. And I had been bombarded with that um, over like the past week. So it feels like I haven't been back here in a long time. So once again, I apologize for that. But it feels like it's been a long time. There's been so much information that's just flown through. Um, I know that you've been you know, reading, watching the news and uh, researching your own stuff and things like that. And that's it's really, really a great thing. But we're going to get back on track here. Uh, we're going to do an episode today and tomorrow then we're going to continue on tuesday as well i apologize that was my uh alarm but uh yeah we're gonna get on track here we're gonna um talk about our news and get into our stuff here all right so when we look at what's going on um you know we know that you know the people have to rise up and things like that and what, what you're seeing now is that you're seeing people doing all these chants in different parts of the world, the FJB chants, and it's going crazy, okay? Uh, I, I saw that people are even chanting FJB in places like Australia and England, okay? That that tells you what's really going on. And then the elites are getting angry uh, when you when you say the things like, let's go Brandon and things like that. They don't like that type of stuff. So uh, I know Canada is uh, actually taking action against people who... Are, are saying things like let's go Brandon and the FJB chants and things like that. You want, I want you to notice that uh, a ra- the rapper by the name of YG, like literally the, the letters YG, during Trump's presidency, he made the song called uh, FDT, the F Donald Trump song. And um, I'll admit, like, you know, I, I prefer Trump over Biden, but uh, the, I, the song's catchy, okay? The song's catchy. And one time when I was at work, it was a Saturday, and I was walking around Old Sacramento with my coworker, and uh, we were talking to people and things like that because people were waving to us and things like that. And they had a lot of Trump supporters that were in uh, Old Sack and things like that. They had their little rally and everything uh, in Old Sack. It wasn't really a rally, but they all were all hanging out. They had their flags and things like that. They were just hanging out in Old Sack, going out and getting beers and, you know, having a good old time, not bothering anybody and things like that. So one thing, uh, two things I saw. The first thing I saw was that uh, there's a truck driving by uh, playing the F Donald Trump song. And me and my coworker were actually right there walking by. We had to, we happened to be walking right past a bar at the moment, and we saw some of the Trump supporters who were outside. And then the person uh, in the car uh, just drove by slowly, playing "F Donald Trump," and the uh, the Trump supporters actually started dancing to it. They started dancing to it. They started dancing. They really had their beers in their hands. They were dancing, having a good old time. That's the thing about this. Like, the Trump supporters, they don't take it seriously. Like, if you play the F Donald Trump song, the FDT song, you can look it up. If you play the FDC at the FDT song, they're going to dance to it. They, they actually like the song. And I'll admit, the song is catchy, okay? They like the song. They're not offended by it. They know that it doesn't really mean anything, it, you know? Yeah, because the thing is that, like, yeah, it was popular for YG for a little while, um, because you know the the left the the left side of the political aisle has the mainstream culture that that's pretty much what it is they have it's you know it's the it's the uh, abortion pro choice um, 
feminism, things like that, the transgender, that's, that's the mainstream culture, and the things that you have a lot of, you have a lot of celebrities on the left, who will sit there and defend mainstream culture, and the leftist propaganda, but then when it comes for them, and it's actually impacting their lives, and things like the man, vaccine mandates, and things like that, when it's actually impacting their lives, they don't like it, so, you know, you, you know, it's like, it just, there's, they're, they're really duplicitous in that, in that stance, and so the second thing, the second thing I actually saw in all sack with me and my core saw was I saw this guy with this Black Lives Matter flag. He had a rainbow headband, and he, he yeah he like a he had like a rainbow bandana. Excuse me, it was a bandana. He tied it around his head, and he had a Black Lives Matter flag, and he tied it around his neck. So he's walking like 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 a superhero with the, like the gay rights and the Black Lives Matter thing, which is fine. You know, you do your thing. You know, you like what you like, you do your thing. Um, but he was walking around, and he walked by that same bar that we, that me and my coworkers happened to be at, because some of the Trump supporters actually stopped me and my coworker because they wanted to talk to us, because um, they saw us in uniform, they wanted to talk to us, and everything like that, and they were they were pretty cool. But um, uh, we were we were talking to them for a little bit, and then what we saw was that the guy with the Black Lives Matter flag and the headband was walking down towards us uh, as we were talking to the Trump supporters, and a Trump supporter with a Make America Great Again hat was walking towards him. And I was thinking to myself, I looked at my coworker, I shoved him, I, I was like, dude, like this this probably won't be good. But then they walked up to each other and they gave each other a handshake and gave each other a dap and a hug and everything like that. I was like, wow. Okay, I guess they've come to understand, which is a great and beautiful thing. Like I talked about my, my series when AI first met you, the AI technology is set up because they want to divide people. It's like they give the people propaganda, and when you get angry, the frequencies from the phone can sense your frequencies because your your field, your pretty much your electric field that is created by your heart and your brain become chaotic when you when you become angry. And the phone, your actual phone, you literally your phones, your computers, your TVs have frequencies as well, and they will send those frequencies back to you. They will catch those those chaotic frequencies and send you more of the same content to make you even more angry because. Uh, rage content generates likes and hits and things like that. Like when they, like when they first come out and said, "Oh, Trump is a racist." Boom, people are gonna be like, "Oh my goodness, this guy's a racist." I can't believe he got in the office. He's a racist. So when you when we do the sensationalism, uh, just like kind of like uh, Upton Sinclair when he made uh, in in the jungle. His book in the jungle that was actually uh, sensationalism, and he was really bombastic and uh, oh, and uh, he he overhyped a lot of things that were actually going on in the meat factory and so the media has never changed even thomas jefferson talked about how the media was dishonest so the media has been the same this entire time okay the media has not changed and so that was just really interesting to see that in old sack and yes the ai is trying to get us to divide it's trying to divide divide us and that's what it's there for because we were given these phones and these phones have been used against us the frequencies in the phones connect with our frequencies you know the biomatter and things like that it's in biomatter back and forth um like i talked about this before if you haven't uh, heard about this read uh listen to my uh series when ai first met you i think i made about four or five parts of that and i talk all about that i'm actually reading directly from a book um there's a gentleman by the name of cyrus parsa of the ai organization who talks about this stuff okay it's really really interesting stuff you want to take a dive into that all right, and I want to follow this up by playing a clip by Tucker Carlson of Fox News when he talks about uh, some of this stuff. Well, he doesn't specifically talk about the AI and stuff, but he talks about uh, Joe Biden and things like that. There is a reason, in other words, that Joe Biden is the single most popular head of state in American history. And the reason is he's awesome. How beloved is Joe Biden? Well, let's put it this way. At sporting events across the country, fans are breaking out in cheers for the White House and its wise and eloquent leader. These are not coordinated political set pieces, astroturf as we say in Washington, no. These are spontaneous eruptions of love. One minute you'll be watching a college football game from the stands, the next minute you'll be overcome with the desire, the pressing irresistible need to tell Joe Biden how great he is. It's like having to go to the bathroom real bad, except better and more progressive. This is happening, ladies and gentlemen, and it's happening everywhere. A cresting tsunami of support for Joe Biden. Here's a sample.
It's inspiring when you think about it. Joe Biden on his first day in office promised to bring this country together and now he's actually doing it. It doesn't matter what team you showed up to root for. In your heart, you are a Joe Biden fan and that is national unity. Now, not everyone is for this, of course, to Vladimir Putin, who hates us for our freedoms and also because he's Russian, this is a threat. Loving Biden is a thing of beauty. So by definition, Vladimir Putin must destroy it. It's like a sunset, a rose garden, a baby's smile. It's something lovely that must be defiled if Russia is going to dominate the world. So in order to corrupt what is good and beautiful, Putin has spread the lie that these expressions of pure devotion to Joe Biden are instead attacks on Joe Biden, vulgar attacks that include an epithet beginning with F. And sadly, a lot of people believe that. Russian disinformation is effective. That's why they do it. So thank heaven NBC has been there to correct that misperception. Over the past several years, NBC has done maybe more than any other news organization in this country to fight the Kremlin's propaganda machine. Thanks to NBC, for example, your doubts about the fairness of the last election have not only been settled, they're now illegal. You're not allowed to express them ever again. So we can be thankful that there was a credentialed representative of NBC Sports on hand earlier this month when fans at a NASCAR event began to celebrate, spontaneously celebrate Joe Biden. If the NBC lady had not been there, you might very well have misheard what the crowd said. Watch. Oh my God, it's such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me I can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. F Joe Biden, please come on. Wake up, America. That's like looking at the thriving, incredibly robust economy all around us and concluding there's inflation. Settle down, Vladimir Putin. That's ridiculous. What they said, and you could hear it very clearly if you just open your ears to the truth, is let's go, Brandon. The NBC lady made that very clear. Not F Joe Biden, let's go, Brandon. But who is Brandon, you ask? Well, just another happy American who is grateful for the wise leadership of his benevolent president. In fact, Brandon is a newly arrived American, part of what we call the Biden generation. He's an undocumented trans Haitian migrant now enrolled thanks to a Pell Grant as a film studies major at NYU, as well as a part time non-binary rights activist and puppeteer. Brandon is the embodiment of the new American dream where everything's free, but everyone is still angry. Just this month, Thanks to Joe Biden, Brandon got his fourth COVID shot. That means he's an incredibly good person, far better than you are. And the crowd is simply celebrating that as grateful people spontaneously do. Let's go, Brandon. Let's get a fifth shot. Let's go, Brandon. So once you strip away the Russian propaganda, it's all pretty obvious and natural. But it does make you wonder if you pause for a moment, if the Russians are lying about Brandon, what else are they lying about? Ladies and gentlemen, I I'm, I'm one of the people who told you that this stuff was going to start happening. People were going to start rising up and things like that. But I didn't think it was going to be like this. Okay. So when I actually uh, went and took a look at, um, you know, iTunes is for Apple and everything. Like Apple has like their music charts and things like that. So I am currently on my computer looking at, I'm on popvortex.com. I am looking at iTunes music charts for the United States. And the number one song on the top 100 songs of 2021 it's a song that came out on October 15th, uh, over, almost two weeks ago. It is a song called Let's Go Brandon by uh, Bryson Gray. And it's featuring Tyson James and Chandler Crump. It's called Let's Go Brandon. We know that we know what Let's Go Brandon is. It's an, it's an anti-Joe Biden thing. And so the number two song is Let's Go Brandon by Loza Alexander. The number three song is Let's Go Brandon, the extended version by Loza Alexander. And the first Let's Go, the Loza Alexander's first Let's Go Brandon came out on October 12th, which is three days before Bryson Gray's. And uh, the extended version by Loza Alexander actually came out two days ago on the 25th. And it's number three. These are the top three songs. Number four, if you're wondering, uh, as I speak right now on October 27th, 2021, is... Uh, Easy on me by Adele, so it just uh, breaks off from there. Actually, no, the number eighth, the number eight song is "Let's Go Brandon" by God's Child. Yeah, so uh, there's that, and I don't really see any more as I continue down to 
about number 25 here. But that is no joke. That is no joke. Okay, look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say it. Okay. Um, we know that the left controls pretty much the culture outlets and things like that. And, you know, pretty much rappers and people who make music are generally, generally, they, they, they do lean left. Generally, generally as well, we can say that because we can assume that because most of the people on Twitter who are, have blue check marks and are make music, um, are left leaning or so they, uh, put out the facade that they are left leaning. So we can assume that. And they, make a lot of them make music that we all like okay and let's just be honest here i'm gonna go out and say it uh, a lot of times when you have the trump supporter conservatives who go out there and make rap musics um rap music or rap music videos or the police officers and things like that a lot of the time or i would say about 98 percent of the time it is extremely extremely corny okay it, it is very corny it's kind of cringe you like cringy and i'll be honest this song let's go brandon the songs are absolutely cringe. I've heard them. I have heard them. I had to listen to them. The songs are absolutely cringe, in my opinion, but it matters, okay? It really does matter that the right needs to start taking back some of the culture uh, institutions and things like that. Like, um, there was an NBC reporter that got fired because she didn't want to take the vaccine mandate. She's an NBC sports uh, sports analyst or NBC sports uh newscaster for sports for nbc and she worked for nbc sports she got fired she didn't want to do the uh, vaccine mandate and so the daily wire ben shapiro's daily wire actually picked her up okay uh that's actually a win for them because i'm saying like wow i can't believe they're actually getting into sports now um because this is and this is what i said uh, and then uh when that actually happened the thought that came to my mind was when andrew breitbart's book righteous indignation if you have not read that book i talk about that book all the time but if you have not read that book righteous indignation by andrew breitbart pick that book up and read it andrew breitbart talks about how we defeat the corporate media with something called new media this is new media people like the daily wire even my podcast even uh, you know this is new media one american news new media Okay, old media is going to fade away. Okay, CNN, Fox, CNN, you know, NBC, things like that. They're all going to fade away, right? And so remember when Gina Carano, who did worked uh, as a, in, as a, in a role in, in The Mandalorian, she uh, actually got fired uh, because she said certain things. Like she, compa- like she was saying that, uh, I think she was comparing like uh, the way conservatives are treated to the hol- uh, like the Holocaust and things like that or something like I think it was her. And so she got fired. And so she was picked up by the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro and things like that. And that actually gave the Daily Wire a chance to get into the movie industry, you know, because they actually actually they actually did release a, a film. I, I don't I don't I don't remember what it was called, but they the Daily Wire did release a film. Right. And so now they picked up somebody who did sports. Now they can delve into sports casting and things like that. So um Read that book, Righteous Indignation by Andrew Breitbart. He talks about the new media, okay? All right, so let's talk about the economy a little bit. You know, I'm not going to do my regular thing today. I'm actually going to go off and uh, talk about just really the most important stuff. So there's actually so much information that's come out recently. So uh, just bear with me as I try to get it all out. Some of this you probably already heard. Some of this you probably didn't. So let's get into it. So we know about this. Uh, we're pretty much hearing about this what they call a billionaire's tax, right? And uh, I honestly, I you know, they call it a billionaire's tax for now, but then it's going to tax people that are millionaires and thousandaires and people who have a lot less than that, okay? Um, it's going to go to your 401s and, and IRAs probably, okay? So um, PJ Media uh, reported this. They said uh, it's not a wealth tax, but a tax on unrealized capital gains of the exceptionally wealthy individuals. And it's a tax on the investments and productivity gains that make the entire country richer. And others are seeing it as a tax on 401ks and IRAs. That comes from the gatewaypundit.com. Now, when we look at uh, the supply chains and things like that, we're seeing the Wells Fargo CEO, uh, they're, supply, they're saying that supply chains will get solved in 6 to 12 months. Um, and so the Wells Fargo CEO and President Charles Scharf uh, during the annual Milken Institute Global Conference, said he believes that the supply chain crisis will continue for roughly 6 to 12 months longer. He says, quote, the reality is of, of things like wage pressures, supply chain pressures, all these things are going to continue to contribute to this uh, wage inflation that we are seeing, unquote. He also says, quote, 
there's all very, very real. Uh, excuse me, that's all very, very real. All these things will level out. Supply chains will get solved. I personally just think it's going to be 6 to 12 months, unquote. He added this when talking about the uh, supermarkets forecasting higher and higher prices. And so speaking of higher prices, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas put out on Twitter, he said prices of toilet paper, diapers, facial tissues, and paper towels will likely rise in the coming weeks as inflation begins to wallop the working class and retired seniors. This is like a massive tax hike on those with a fixed income. Now you have to remember that uh, these sh- there are there are thousands of ships off the, off of all, all of our coasts that aren't even allowed to dock and things like that, you know, because a lot of people can't even, there's not even truck drivers, you know, remember that they're, they're putting the vaccine mandates on people like the truck drivers, truck drivers don't want to do the vaccine mandate, they're firing truck drivers, and they're saying that you have to get vaccinated in order to become a truck driver, I actually had a co-worker who just quit uh, our current job to go and become a truck driver, he actually got his class C license and things like that, so good for him, uh, more power to him, hey, I hope hope he gets a lot of overtime hope he gets a lot of uh gets paid really really well hope he gets treated really well good for him i think he'll uh, do well uh as time goes on because truck drivers are really really in uh, high demand right now but truck drivers are pretty much the lifeblood of the country because they have to the ships will import things and um the trucks have to take it all the way around the country i know gavin newsom just my co-worker was telling me that gavin newsom just signed some law i don't even know what it's called uh, it's a law about how the they actually they actually regulate harder on the uh, on the on the types of trucks that that uh, are in california delivering goods to certain places and things like that so it's like i think that he said that the law said that the trucks have to be less than three years old that's that is ridiculous Okay, that's a ridiculous law. And so now what has to happen is that so say you get trucks that come to the border of California. They can't come into California. Okay, because that because those trucks are not meeting the pollution standards and things like that. And maybe these trucks are five, six, seven, eight years old and things like that. And so what has to happen is that a truck has to a truck in California that is less than three years old has to meet that truck at the border and they have to exchange the goods and the truck in California has to drive back. That's so inefficient. That is so inefficient. I think they said it was something about six or seven out of every ten uh, trucks in California just does not meet that standard. So this is the government picking winners and losers again in the market, okay? Because now you're gonna probably gonna see a con- uh, you're probably gonna see a company come up and say, oh, we have uh, we have electrically powered trucks and things like that. I don't think it's happened yet, but that's what you'll probably get a company saying, oh, we have electrically powered trucks and we just made them, ooh, just in time for this law to be enacted in California. So now you have the government picking winners and losers in the market, okay? The government should really stay out of the economy. I guess laissez-faire is really, really dead in this country. And so because of that, uh, you're going to have a shortage of actual trucks. And so we have a shortage of truck drivers. Now we have a shortage of actual trucks, speaking of California. Now, when you have a state that actually is business friendly and promotes business and things like that and makes laws that is friendly to the business and and then they don't get in the way of business, they let people work how they want, when they want, where they want, you have flourishment. People flourish. The state flourishes. Look at Florida. Florida jobs are growing at three times the national rate. It comes from the epictimes.com. It says jobs in Florida are growing much faster faster than the national rate, according to a September employment report. The office of Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida estimated that the job growth at three times the, that of the nation. So, uh, excuse me. Florida has recorded 17 months of continued private sector job growth. The Sunshine, the sunshine State gained 84,000 jobs in September. Uh, with 73,000 in the private sector, according to the governor's office. The figures showed an increase of 5.6% compared to the same time last year. Most of the jobs were created in the leisure and the hospitality industry, adding 26,000 positions. Trade, transportation, and utilities gained 19,000 jobs. Professional and business services added 10,000 jobs. Construction went up 7,000. Education and health services increased by 6,000 jobs. And figures from the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity, the FDEO, show there are more than 520,000 jobs listed online, giving Floridians a wide choice of work opportunities that there you go when you let people decide how they want to work when they want to work where they want to work when you encourage freedom you flourish more that's why the united states had been so blessed that's why sorry about that but that's why the united states had been uh so had thrived throughout this the past 200 years that's why the united states thrived because we encourage freedom if you look at china china yes there's some people may say oh china's doing a great job too well china is actually 
conducting slave labor and things like that. They're forcing people to do this stuff. They're stealing this technology from their private companies. Actually, there is no private company there because the CCP has, has to be a part of every every company pretty much. But the CCP is coercing and forcing themselves into the businesses, which uh, discourages it because they'll say, oh, they're just going to take away from our property anyway. The, the government is going to take our property anyway and then ban, ban our product and ban our company from being on the market and things like that because the government in China pretty much is the market. Okay. The government it controls it and things like that. So, um, and people are just, and then the things that they're also stealing, they're stealing intellectual property and things like that. China doesn't come up with anything on their own. They're, the copycat, the copycat, that's what they are. You know, it's like mystique from, from X-Men. Okay. It's a copycat. That's all they do. And so when you encourage freedom, people want to work People have the freedom of doing so and then they want to innovate and they want to work harder because they are the ones uh, that are free to do that and getting the spoils of their labor, you know, and that 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 type of thing doesn't happen in China. All right. So the movie on the German chancellor and Angela Merkel is done. She's out of office. OK, so she's in office for about 16 years, comes from Disclose.tv on Telegram. And she pretty much is, she remains in the chancellor's seat as a pretty much a, uh, a caretaker or what you would call in America, we'd call that a lame duck president. Um, that's what she's, so she's pretty much going to be a lame duck during the transition to a new government. All right, moving on. We heard all about the Alec Baldwin situation, that whole debacle where he shot and killed the cinematographer Helena Hutchins, and her husband is actually a lawyer as well. And so, what had happened, uh, according to the Daily Mail, is that detectives actually detectives actually found a loose and boxed ammunition and a fanny pack with ammo on the rust set where Alec Baldwin shot and killed the uh, Helena Hutchins as he rehearsed drawing a gun. They said that an inventory of items was seized by the authorities, uh, but they did not specify the type of ammo, nor whether it included live or dummy bullets or blank cartridges. So the items that they seized included three revolvers, two boxes of ammo, loose ammo in boxes, and uh, spent cases as well as fanny pack as a fanny pack with ammo, according to the inventory delivered to the Santa Fe, Santa Fe County Magistrate Court. And uh, I apologize if you can hear the neighbor if you can hear the neighbor's uh, stupid dog barking in the background. All right, so moving on. So on Twitter, a an account called MidasTouch.com put this out. They say exclusive. Ron DeSantis parted with underage girls at drinking party while at a Georgia school. Now, okay, I am skeptical of this because what? Okay, because one thing you notice. Just like the Matt Gates situation, whenever you have a Republican going against uh, going against the uh, left wing grain and things like that, they always get attacked, and it's always some salacious accusation. It's always a sexual accusation and things like that. Um, like with Matt Gates, they accuse him of uh, having like a sixteen year old with him and things like that. That that's the that's that that's what they do. It's only sexual accusations. That's all they do. They don't they don't accuse you of uh, money laundering or anything like that. It, notice it's always sexual accusations. Remember Brett Kavanaugh, like remember Donald Trump. Though the, what they harp on with Donald Trump is the grabber by the you know what, okay? And he actually had to testify about that not too long ago. Uh, and so that's 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 what they always go for. I don't believe it because I think that Ron DeSantis is he's you know, he's going against that le- those left wing nuts and things like that, going straight against the uh, the Biden regime. And they don't like that. And so, obviously, they have to target him and things like that. That's pretty much what they go for. So, hey. Um, but uh, you can go ahead and take a look at the story. It comes from The Hill. And uh, it comes from MidasTouch.com on Twitter. You can go ahead and take a look at that story if you'd like to. We'll see if it's true or not. Honestly, I think that Greg Abbott is next because he just signed a bill that banned transgender girls from female sports in schools. Now, uh, this comes from Reuters.com. And on Monday, he signed a bill into law uh, banning transgender girls from participating in female sports at public schools, joining a wave of similar measures emerging from Republican-controlled state houses across the country. Now, when it comes to the transgender thing, oh, goodness, goodness. Um, I have, when I'm reading this stuff and people are talking about it, I have trouble. I have trouble with it because it's kind of like they say transgender girls. I'm kind of like, wait. I mean, I know... 
that if it's a transgender girl, did that used to be a guy, or was it a girl who became a guy? I have I have trouble with that stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of rough, you know. We out there, we have to serve the public, and uh, somebody you can't tell if they're a man or a woman. Um, it's kind of hard because usually you know, you know customer service you're out there saying ma'am or sir and things like that and. Woo! Where do you even go with that, man? I mean, where do you even go with that? Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. Now, one thing you notice is that uh, when you look back in history, because this uh, the cross-dressing, transgender thing, that's not a new concept. Yes, the medical procedures are like a new thing. But you look at, back at history, look at, you look at the Roman Emperor Nero. Um, now, Nero was a figure in the Bible as well. You know, um, I, I, if I remember correctly, it's either Peter or Paul that was executed by the Roman Emperor Nero. And Nero was an Antichrist figure. It wasn't the Antichrist, but he was an Antichrist figure, right? And so one thing that uh, you know about Nero is that Nero, you know, Nero became uh, uh, emperor when he was just 16, emperor of Rome and everything. And Nero actually grew up pretty troubled. He actually ended up murdering his wife and his mother. I think he got, he got married to like two different women. And then so, and then he actually castrated a young boy and... Nero did. Nero castrated a young boy and then Nero dressed up as a woman and had the young boy dressed up as actually, excuse me, Nero dressed up, was a man and then he castrated a young boy and dressed the boy up as a woman and married the young boy, right? Uh, I guess because the young boy might have reminded him uh, reminded him of his wife, Agrippina. And so you Nero would do things like he would have like uh, uh, just parties where that in which he would he and his people would engage in just uh, unbridled debauchery and sodomy and uh, things like that. Those are the nicest ways I can say these things. Um, if you don't know what those mean, look them up. And so, what he would do, he would dress up as an animal with like a, like a lion, like a lion or a tiger or something like that, and he would chain his slaves, male and female slaves, to poles in just the middle of a, of, of, of a big circle like a circus type of thing he would chain them into, into poles naked and he would go and he would uh ravage the uh the slave male or female okay so he was big and he would sometimes he dress like a woman sometimes he dressed like a man and things like that so the emperor the roman emperor nero was really really into that type of stuff so this type of stuff in history is not new just you have the medical procedures which are a type of new thing if you want to call castration uh a, ne- a medical procedure you can go ahead but that's just a little quick history about uh roman emperor nero and it was the apostle paul it was the apostle paul that dealt with Nero and uh, Nero was also known for burning Rome and uh, persecuting Christians. You know what? I want to go even further on. I want to, I want to expand on this. So the practice of homosexuality in the Roman empire had increased during the early years until the Romans accepted and adopted the pederasty, pederasty of the Greeks and pederasty is a fornication with boys ages 12 to 18. Now, though at the first time, Excuse me. Though at first the acts were considered acceptable only if the boy was a slave, the Romans eventually extended their tolerance. Get it? Extended their tolerance of homosexual acts to adult men, both free and slaves. Same-sex marriage, once unthinkable, was not far behind. Does this sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen? Does this, does this sound familiar? Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. But our most detailed images of homosexual marriages come from the descriptions of Roman emperors. Nero, a depraved first century emperor, married at least two men. He wed Pythagoras in a formal same-sex wedding by by first putting the bridal veil that made Nero the bride and Pythagoras the groom. So yeah, that's how it went. I actually actually, uh, had it flipped in the story. So that's actually how it actually went. In AD 67, Nero ordered Sporus, a free man, to be castrated and then married to him. He allowed the boy to take the role of the bride while Nero played the groom. This is a different person. Now, after extravagant public ceremonies that were celebrated in both Greece and Rome, they lived together as supposed husband and wife. According to Tacitus, Nero engaged in every, quote, every filthy, depraved act, illicit or uh, excuse me, licit or illicit, unquote. During his reign, he captured Christians. After fixing them to stakes, he burned them in his garden at night for a source of light. 
He is known for numerous brutal executions, including that of his own mother. He committed suicide of June in 68. All right, and like I said before, he also did murder his own wife. And there were also there were more Roman emperors than him that that did so. There's also a Roman emperor called Elagalibus. Yeah, and uh, he did some things. Now, the independent.com said that there was a recent study that claimed that 41% of transgender prisoners are sex offenders. 41%. That is quite a lot. And these people are being placed in prisons with women. Okay, you can you can imagine how that type of stuff goes. In California, you have a lot of that type of stuff. But where are the feminists? Okay, where are the feminists when that happens? Where are the feminists when you have a six foot four, two hundred twenty pound, two hundred twenty pound person just out there in rugby destroying five foot three, one hundred and seventy five pound women? Like where where are they at? Okay, where and then a lot of these women aren't aren't even one hundred seventy five pounds. A lot of them are 130. All right, let's take a look at social media. So. The Facebook whistleblower Frances Haugen, she traveled to the UK to promote government intervention and online censorship. Okay, that's the, that's the same one that said that that uh, allegedly, you know, she's saying, oh, Facebook is uh, not protecting the children and things like that. And we know that this is just a cover up because when the evidence comes out about all the stuff that these global elites have been doing to children, um, Facebook is going to try to censor that stuff. This is just, it's reverse psychology there. Okay, so they know the evidence about the pedophilia and stuff is going to come out. And so they have released a whistleblower to go out there and say, Facebook needs to protect the children to censor things about children so that children can be protected. And so people won't learn certain things when the pedophilia is revealed and things like that. Now, the, uh, the Breitbart.com says, that a far-left Facebook whistleblower warns against the danger of encryption. Now, encryption, uh, because they say that uh, doing so, like f- Facebook enc- encrypting its messenger app and direct messages on Instagram will make it harder to censor content. And so that let whistleblower was warning against that encryption because they want to, ex- they want, they want to erode privacy, not, uh, not support it. Now, and, uh, in excuse me, on October 16th of 2014, the FBI chief slammed Apple for encrypting uh, iPhones, and uh, that that FBI director was uh, James Comey. He had been the FBI director for only just for only a year at the time, and he was making encryption one of the defining issues of his tenure. So, in a nutshell, they're against the right to privacy, and they want to get into your business more and more so that they can label you as a domestic terrorist and say that you're dangerous and things like that. You know, one of the 10 steps of genocide is labeling us and them, okay, and forcing people to identify themselves. So, moving on, so New Jersey. So, New Jersey is actually having a gubernatorial election on November 2nd of this year, about a week from now. And so Governor Phil Murphy was actually uh, his one of his his senior advisor exposed his plans for New Jersey after the election. So Project Veritas, you know, Project Veritas, they always have the secret cameras. I don't know how they do it, but they always got the secret cameras. They always got it. Somehow they got it. And so they had a secret camera and they were talking to uh, his his uh, senior advisor. And. So right now, as as I currently speak, uh Phil Murphy, the incumbent, is running against uh, Republican Jack Ciattarelli. And Governor Phil Murphy of, of New Jersey actually plans to implement mandate vaccine mandates uh, when he gets reelected. Now, now, of course, my notes say only when and if he gets reelected. Now, I, I'm going to go out here and say he's going to get reelected, okay? It's going to be fraud, and he's going to get reelected, okay? I, I'm pretty sure about that. I told people that Gavin Newsom was going to win the uh, the recall election before it even started. They were asking me how I knew. Uh, it's election fraud. Of course it is. Now, um, Project Veritas captured the plan on video. It shows Wendy Martinez, who was a senior advisor for Phil Murphy, explaining that they won't jeopardize Murphy's re-election campaign by implementing an oppressive and unpopular vaccine mandate before the election on November 2nd. Now, they're falling right in line with California. Because Gavin Newsom just started uh, enacting some really, really heinous laws as soon as he, quote, quote, won the re-election. Excuse me, the recall election. Now, 
Wendy Martinez was speaking in Spanish. She says he's going to do it, but he couldn't do it before the elections. The independents and the undecided would not vote for him if he did the mandates. Okay, unquote. That that's what she said in Spanish. And uh, that actually comes from BeckerNews.com. All right, so now we're going to move on to your favorite subject. We're going to spend about 10, 15 minutes on this subject because I know it's your favorite subject of all time. The greatest thing ever. The worst disease known to mankind. The new black plague. The new scourge of our world. It is your favorite thing ever. COVID-19. Because I know that as you listen to this podcast... Every time I switch subjects, you put on uh, you put on another mask. Each time I talk about something different, it's the economy, you put on a mask. Then I talk about the government, you put on a mask. Then I talk about Joe Biden, you put on a mask. So put on another mask, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to I, tonight when you go to sleep, I want you to I want you to sleep with a mask on tonight. When I oh actually something funny. Um, I actually, I told my coworkers this, but I didn't, I didn't tell my telepodcast this, um, something hilarious that I saw. So I was at the gym. So I probably, I try to get to the gym about seven, at least before seven 30 in the morning. So I was at the gym. It's probably about seven 20, seven 30 in the morning. Right. And I just started my work. Cause I usually start working out when I'm, I start, start outside, I jump roping. And so I just started out and I saw this lady there, there are heated pools at the gym I go to, and there's a pool underneath, um, a covering and so these are outdoor pools these are outdoor pools ladies and gentlemen these are outdoor pools both of them uh i don't think the gym the gym i go to doesn't have indoor pools but they have they have three pools they have a lap pool a regular pool that's not heated and then they have a heated pool that usually a lot of the uh seniors and older folks get into and uh so i was just starting my workout and i could look through in between this part of the gate because it was open as i was working out you know doing i was jump roping and I saw this lady wearing a mask in the pool. And the pool's outside. She was wearing a mask and she was in the pool. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't get much more ridiculous than that. You, you just you just can't get much more ridiculous than that. That was that was ridiculous. Okay. So we the media puts this out on Telegram. They say mad scientist Anthony Fauci, and here is his resume. Number one. Created the HIV slash AIDS epidemic. Two, created COVID. Three, created multiple influenza strains. Four, has pushed an experimental and dangerous vaccine on society, including children. Five, has pushed masks and segregation on society, including children. Six, his recommendation of remdesivir slash ventilator has murdered thousands of COVID patients, which is very true. Seven, it is now known that he oversaw countless unneeded and quite frankly sadistic experimentations on dogs and other animals. I will get to this in quite in just a second here. Just give, bear with me. Number eight, has purposely withheld effective, safe, and proven treatments against COVID. Nine, conduct experiments on HIV-positive foster children in New York. So I want to take a look at the one when he talked about how uh, they talk about countless unneeded and, quite frankly, sadistic experiments on dogs and other animals. It allow me to pull something, el- something up for you. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. Just uh, give me a second here. It's on, uh, actually found it on Telegram here. All right, so this story uh, in, it comes from thehill.com and disclose.tv put it out on uh, on telegram okay it says from the hill it says bipartisan legislators demand answers from fauci on cruel puppy uh cruel puppy things oh sorry i can't it only it only put part of the title there so but i'll read it to you okay it says our investigators show that fauci's national institute of health division shipped part of a $375,000 grant to a lab in Tunisia to drug beagles, lock their head in mesh cages, and they filled them with hungry sandflies so that the sandflies could eat the the beagles alive. And if you don't know, sandflies are, um, they're pretty much, they're flies that live in, uh, you know, sandy areas, like in, de- in the desert and stuff, and they, they, they suck blood. They're like fleas. They, they suck blood. They're like mosquitoes and fleas combined. Okay? They suck blood. And they're pretty much, they lock the puppy's head in these in these little cages and allow the sandflies to eat the puppies alive. That, it's just, that's just disgusting. It's just terrible. I, I just don't understand why you would do something like that. That is animal cruelty. 
All right, so now we know that the NBA, Kyrie Irving, uh, the NBA star Kyrie Irving is not taking the vaccine and he's not playing with the Brooklyn Nets right now. Um, and so the boxing legend and extraordinaire Floyd Mayweather, he made a statement against the vaccine mandates. He said, quote, I am pro-choice. A mind, excuse me, a free mind makes its own choices and enslaved mind follows the crowd. Stand for something or fall for anything, unquote. So that last quote, he said, stand for something or fall for anything. Where do you get that from? That that comes from the Bible, okay? Uh, that comes from the book of Proverbs, okay? So it just shows you how much stuff we really get from the Bible anyway. But that's, that's besides the point right now, okay? Because you actually have more celebrities coming out against the vaccine mandate. You have Rihanna, uh, you have Nicki Minaj, Floyd Mayweather, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Sorbo, um, and people like that. So uh, more, you'll see more and more coming out and things like that. This is actually pretty big. This stuff is coming out from those leftist celebrities who wanted Joe Biden in, and he's the one actually enacting the vaccine mandates and things like that. And so we're seeing, uh, they're saying, quote, this is not a negotiation. Uh, this comes from the paradise.ng. They say, fed up parents serve a stunned school board, a $200 million class action lawsuit over the mask mandate this comes from a clark county school door school board district meeting excuse me a clark county school district board meeting sorry i can't talk today i don't know what it is um as one fed up dad spoke for a group of 14 parents while serving a 200 million dollar lawsuit over mask mandates whoo whoo hot fire i love it this dad says, quote, this is segregation based off of your own fears and your own personal interests. The people in this country have had enough and we are fighting back. I have something to give you. Security, would you do me a favor? Would you please hand these forms over to the board members? You have officially been served a $200 million lawsuit with six complaints and violations uh, or multiple amendments. Your job is not to be concerned with the children's health. You're not nurses. You're not doctors. You're not responsible for their health. Um, your only focus is our children's education and the education system is here. Here is 50th in the state. You make almost more money than anybody else. It is very clear that you have failed in doing that job. This country is not alone. Excuse me. This county is not alone. It's time that we wake up. Now we are going to do a lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. We can throw it out as much as you want. We're going to keep up this paperwork on your desk. We're going to keep putting it on your desk. Keep the problem going until we get exactly what we want. This is not a negotiation. We will have our freedom of choice, and we're going to see you in court. Wow. That was explosive. Wow. That's absolutely beautiful and incredible. Bravo to this dad in Clark County. Now, in Italy, there are port workers going on strike against the vaccine mandate. There's probably about five to six, seven hundred people out here going on strikes. Okay. And so from the New York Post, it shows us on October 13th of 2021 that there was a Florida mom jailed after refusing to leave her daughter's side at the hospital. Probably, I don't know for sure, but it was probably because the mother was not vaccinated. The From the Washington Times. Senior Army flight surgeon warns that pilots could die mid-flight from vaccine side effects. Now, this comes from StuPeters.tv. Stu okay, so Dr. Kerry Madej, C-A-R-R-I-E, and Madej is spelled M-A-D-E-J. She says, what's in the Pfizer vials is alive and suspects hydras. All right, so it turns out I was pronouncing her name wrong. It's Carrie Madej. And so if you want to know about Dr. Carrie Madej, now, Dr. Carrie Madej is an internal medicine specialist in McDonald, Georgia, and has over 20 years of experience in the medical field. She graduated from Kansas City University of Medicine Bioscience College of Osteopathic Medicine Medical School in 2001. And apparently she is still accepting new patients. Uh, if you live in Georgia, live close, want to go over there. Her phone number is on here, 678-814-4901. If you have any questions for her, uh, it's probably you probably don't, but just, you know, you never know. All right, so I'm going to play about a two-minute clip of Dr. Carrie Madej talking to Stu Peters. There's actually a website called StuPeters.com. You can actually go and look at that. Uh, or actually, excuse me, it's... Uh, excuse me, stupeters.tv, and uh, there's also, also a website called redvoicemedia.com. You can go ahead and look at this. Uh, it's about a 20-minute clip if you want to take a look at that. But I'm going to go ahead and play a uh, a, a two-minute clip 
by Dr. Carrie Madej talking about what she saw because she, she had she put this the Pfizer vaccine underneath the uh, the microscope and looked at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a video of her telling you exactly what she saw uh, under that microscope. And this, what I'm seeing in all of these manufacturers are synthetic substances spheres, which were not air bubbles. People say there, there's no way they were. And over, there's many of these rings. And as time went on, they would get thinner, 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 and expand out. And then finally ex, uh, extrude out some gelatinous material, a translucent organism that went around and back and forth. Um, I don't know. At first I thought it was another water parasite, another kind. And then I saw, kept looking at its movements. And then I thought, well, perhaps it was moving in a more robotic way. And we do have the ability for nanobots, very much so. They can put um, one million nanobots inside one syringe needle. So we need to examine this and see what is it exactly, or is it part organic and part synthetic? It's frightening to know that these are being put inside of human beings. And now they want to put them inside little children, like black metallic particles start to coalesce into strings like a spider web. They do that through any external force. It could be light. It could be a magnetic force. It could be a, uh, an impulse, like a frequency. You're looking at you and you're telling me this. It's like I'm watching a seriously bad B movie, a horror yeah. thriller. I mean, this is these images are real. I mean, there's there's no way to. And, and look, this is this is the same. This is like almost, um, what do you call that when uh, it's a replication almost, I guess. I don't know if that's the scientific word that we can use, but me as a lay guy, I would say that, look, I mean, we had one scientist and microscopy expert bring us this. And, and then uh, Dr. Botha brought these yeah. discs. These things just keep on, keep on getting substantiated yeah. and like this verification that this is going on. And these things are alive. I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm frightened. What would happen? These are parasitic agents being injected into people. I've seen them from multiple different states, multiple different batches, multiple different manufacturers, multiple different times. How much more evidence does anyone need to know that something terribly wrong is going on? I hope you like that clip. I have another thing to share with you. So uh, I actually, actually got this off Telegram. And they're showing us uh, kind of what's going on here in terms of, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's kind of like... Um, Officials at the media and the FDA are going to go moving over to places like Pfizer, Pfizer and Moderna. And so Scott Gottlieb uh, is the former FDA commissioner in charge of regulating Pfizer. Um, he's actually he actually became a member of the board of directors of Pfizer. Stephen Hahn is the former FDA commissioner in charge of regulating Moderna. He then becomes a chief medical officer of the uh, flagship pioneering venture venture capital firm uh, Moderna, right? James C. Smith is uh, the CEO of Reuters in charge of informing people about the COVID-19 vaccines. And then he becomes a board member of the directors of Pfizer, uh, just like Scott Gottlieb. And then Anthony Fauci is the NIAID director under the National Institutes of Health. And he is the funder of the bioweapons research on gain-of-function bat coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So you see where these people are coming from and where they're going. And you see that, uh, like Trump did say a while ago, that the F that Pfizer pretty much runs the FDA. And, uh, you know, you kind of can't really argue with him there, seeing uh, all the stuff that's going on, the movement from people from the FDA to the board of Pfizer. And so this story... Um, I cannot show you the picture. Well, of course, this is of course it's a podcast. But even if I could show you the picture, I wouldn't show you the picture uh, because I was just I was pretty I was pretty angry when I uh, saw this one. But it says that a, a report by the Odessa Accountability Project claims that a 17-year-old COVID patient who was suffering from breathing difficulties entered a hospital in Texas, only for staff to place a plastic bag over her head after she removed. Her face mask. Yeah, she's a little girl. She's 17. She's a child. And you did that to her. And they just have her sitting in a, in a chair with a bag over her head. And, and then they put a mask on her face as well. How awful. How awful. On Twitter, a person by the name of Dr. Scott McLachlan put this out. 
He said, quote, I have just had a conversation with an upset midwife in a large 8,000 births per year hospital delivery union. They have had a cluster of babies this month who have been born seemingly healthy, but died within 48 to 72 hours from pulmonary hemorrhages, hemorrhages, Uh, coincidental anecdotal observation that I'm going to look into. All of the mothers of this cluster of babies received COVID jabs during gestation. I do not like this coincidence here. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is part of the depopulation agenda. Ah, here we are on Reddit from Coronavirus Circle Jerk, the subreddit on Reddit. This comes from the Vision Times and underneath their name is this truth inspiration and hope right truth inspiration and hope okay so they're saying no jab no food german state allows supermarkets to bar the unvaccinated wow wow so cnn health from church of covid cnn health says that immunocompromised may need a fourth covid shot uh the cdc says Speaking of CNN, Joe Rogan headquarters, I don't think it's a, it's not affiliated with Joe Rogan, I don't think. Um, they put it out on uh, Twitter that they said that they show that CNN goes the first two weeks of October without any program reaching one million viewers. Incredible. Because people know that the stuff that they put out is fake and it's a farce, it's phony, it's false. Okay, another one, another thing I want to show you is that the, they're saying NWO police in China, meaning New World Order police in China. So, there are fake facial recognition and thermal camera helmets on these police officers, and this helmet can measure 100 people's temperature in two minutes. It, it connects with the command center with 5G. Once police find out your temperature is unusually high, health officials will come for you. Now, that command center, that 5G, we talked about that when AI first met you. The ability to track, hunt, and quarantine and kill human beings using technology. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. This stuff is closer than you think. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, remember when I talked about, I'm going to get out of here soon, but remember when I talked about how uh, a couple friends of mine, uh, when I would bring up the truth to them, I'll give them a little bit of the truth, they'd accept it, but if you give them too much truth, like things about Obama and Fauci and things like that, uh, and Joe Biden, they would change the subjects. Like they can, ha- they, 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 they know what the truth is, but they just don't want to recognize who is who are the who's the enemy is that's the thing they 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 know that the government is the enemy but they don't want to they don't want to recognize who is doing it okay it's kind of like knowing that the water is wet but then wanting to go in and get your cell phone out of the bottom of the pool but just saying oh well my cell phone's not there the pool's made out of mud my cell phone's not there and i'll never find it you know it's just it's a bad example but they just uh are just they purposely blind themselves they say they have the compartmentalization in there to ignore it right and so i saw this on the conspiracy subreddit on reddit they said because i just read to you what the the the, this talking about the fauci dog thing and so this person says their 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 name is bouncing between bouncing between says quote person i know freaked out when they were shown the fauci dog torture information but not in a positive way this person was shown the Fauci dog torture information and immediately took it as an attack on them and changed the topic to vegetarianism and how eating meat is also animal cruelty and that we are the hypocrites. Almost as if they took it as excuse me, almost as if they took any bad information about Fauci as a personal attack on them. They would not talk about this psychotic experiment and instead wanted to talk about how we were hypocrites for bringing this stuff up. Fauci isn't just science. For some people, he's their identity and savior. And saying that they would make it about our diet instead of simply saying, wow, that is messed up. The person seemed to be having a mental breakdown just talking about the possibility that their beloved Anthony Fauci is a monster. So somebody else put this out. They put their name is Big Thumpa. 720. They put this out on the conspiracy uh, thread on Reddit. They said, after assuring us that Ron DeSantis was the worst governor when it came to COVID, Florida now has America's lowest lowest COVID rate. How will the media spin this? And that is true. Um, Florida does have the the country's lowest um, COVID rate, and you can find that on yahoonews.com. It's uh it's it's actually true. You have Donald Trump coming out and saying that the COVID booster shot is not for me 
after calling it a money-making operation. So it seems like, oh, well, he knows what's going on here. And one thing, one interesting thing I want to tell you right before I take off here is that there is something that is called the Trump Media and Technology Group that was announced on October 20th of 2021. And so Trump is actually coming out with his platform now. It's been long awaited. And the platform is called Truth Social. Truth Social. You can look it up on the App Store or the iTunes Store. You can pre-order it. And it will come out on February 21st of 2022. And this is going to be Donald Trump's platform. And uh, you pre-order it now. It'll come out sometime next year, early next year, a couple months from now. And you'll be able to see the president's platform and all the things that he presents. So we're wondering, what is he going to do? Okay, so thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I'm sorry for the slight little hiatus. I'm gonna be, I'm back though. I'm gonna be doing my thing. So I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful that God sent His Son. Thank you so much for listening. You could have been listening to anything, but you chose to be here listening with us. So thank you so much. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow on Thursday.